Hello, everybody. My name is June, and uh, my name is Elias. And this is a podcast geared towards University of Michigan transfer students. This episode is going to be about housing. So something we felt we wanted to talk about of like the overarching part of housing is the transition that a lot of us go through when moving to a new city, um, especially when maybe you've never lived anywhere but your parents' house before. And so it can be really hard to make that adjustment. Um, so I have a little story about how I experienced transferring to Ann Arbor. I lived, grew up in Grand Rapids my whole life. And when I moved to Ann Arbor, I didn't know anybody. Um, and I also am a non-traditional student, so I'm a little bit older as well. So many of my classmates in undergrad were 19 years old and I was 26. Um, so there, there was also, it seemed to me like a social gap um, there that I really didn't know how to fill. And I also, um, I really, I didn't know anything about Ann Arbor. I didn't know how expensive it is. I didn't know anything about the different neighborhoods. And so, you know, this is, this is kind of the inspiration for this episode is hoping that after you listen to this, you'll have a little bit better understanding of what it means to move into a new place, um, have roommates, um, and, and give you a little overview too of um, the different areas of Ann Arbor and what they do. Um, yeah, like I think at the end of the day, like if you move in from a different part of the state or a different state entirely, or even just like 20 minutes, like there's still a lot of big changes that are happening that you kind of don't realize until like you're already kind of thrown in the middle of it. So I think like either way, like it's, it's going to be a bit difficult and kind of learning how to like deal with those difficulties as they come is part of like that, that uh, on-campus like experience. Definitely. Um, also, the thing is, when you move into a place for the first time, after having lived in your hometown or lived with your parents or both, um, the importance of picking the right roommates, because I mean, most of us aren't going to be able to afford to live on our own, right? So in fact, a lot of us end up having to share a room, not even just a, an apartment or house, but share a room as Elias. Elias that is not my a, bed. A, that is my roommate's bed. <laughs> right. Um, and, and so that can, that can be really challenging. And um, when you, when you just move in with strangers, um, which, you know, is, is probably going to happen at some point in your college career, it, it can be really hard to know what direction it's going to go. I've had some really good roommates in the past and I've had some really bad roommates. Um, the first time I ever moved out of my parents' house, I lived in a five bedroom house. And at one point there were 11 people living in this wow, house. Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and some of them weren't on the lease. Many of them were not paying rent. Um, there was a lot of partying going on, which like, you know, people party, that's okay. But, you know, I, I often had to draw the line and say like, this is too much. Um, I need to be able to sleep. I need to be secure in my own home. You know, yeah. we also, 
often had so many people over and left the door unlocked and I didn't I didn't always feel even safe yeah. in my own home. And while that experience was really really challenging for me as an 18-year-old, it also really helped me feel like wow, okay, I know what I'm looking for now in a living situation and the kind of people that I need around me and the kind of people I don't want around me. And so I I just want to bring up that if you're moving into a new place or if you do have options, um, vet your roommates a little bit, talk yeah. to them, maybe get coffee with them beforehand. Um, because once you sign the lease, it can be really, really challenging to get out if things go south. Um, so just, just keep that in mind. Um, I know that uh, another little thing I'd like to, <laughs> I'd like to emphasize is most people do not need puppies in college. Um, Elias yeah. experienced this directly. Yeah. Like, I mean, um, during the quarantine, like my girlfriend at the time, we had a little, little, uh, tiny white Pomeranian cute as cute as hell, but oh my God, was he a handful. Um, like I think it comes down, like it kind of comes down to where are you at your in your life, really? Like if you have the time to dedicate to an animal, which is a lot of time that you need to dedicate to that animal, then okay. Like some people can do that. Some people have that time. Some people have that, that commitment. But if you can't, or if you don't have that, don't, don't do it. It's a lot. It's a, it's like, mind you, we were, um, we had him during like the summer in the middle of the quarantine. So we're not doing much. So like, uh, you kind of have more time to like spend, but I know now, like I'm so busy all the time. I can never, never do that. Um, so yeah, like if you're going to get a pet in college, make sure you know what you're getting yourself into. And I think also make sure that you talk to your roommates about it so that they understand, like they have a clear understanding of like what, uh, excuse me, what they're getting into and kind of like what you are going to be doing to like have like, Right now, my one of my roommates has a cat, and like, the cat is like no hassle whatsoever. Like, I walk out and occasionally she's there and like meows, and like that's like the most that like I have to deal with her. So like, he does a really good job of looking after her. Um, but like, uh, like my cat that I have at like my parents' house is a handful, and I know that like. I wanted to bring him, but I'm like, I don't have the time to really deal with him, like clean up after him. And like, you know, he has a whole, he's an old cat. So there's all these problems. So <laughs> it, it's like, I, I realized that like, I don't have the time to deal with that right now. So um, yeah, it, it's about having these conversations with your roommates. Like, these are, like whether you know them or not going into it, um, these are people that you're going to have uh, a level of, I don't know if intimacy is the right word, but like, I guess that kind of works. Um, yeah. With that, like you're not going to have with other people. Like you have to see them every day for the most part. Um, you have to interact with them every day. You have to share most, like not just space, but just things like, like dishes, um, like that seems like such a simple thing, like dishes, but like 
that means that if you have like a big like uh cooking night and you're using a whole bunch of dishes and a whole bunch of like uh like pots and pans and stuff and they want to make something you need to clean your stuff so that they can use it or at the very least right. have cream it. yeah right um yeah, I th it really comes down to taking responsibility for your stuff. And I know people like to think, oh, well, I, I wouldn't do that. Um, me and my best friend are going to move in together. And like my best friend is going to be just because somebody is your best friend does not mean they're going to be a great exactly. roommate. And actually, I think sometimes having a boundary between your personal life and your living space um, can be really healthy. Yeah, especially um, you know, Elias and I were just chatting about how we both got broken up with yeah. during the pandemic. Um, because in a, in a large part, because uh, there wasn't enough space happening within a living situation, you know, the pandemic kind of pushed people together in ways that were very abrupt, um, that we, you know, we weren't really expecting it. And you try to make it work. But ultimately, um, I think I needed more boundaries and I, I can't speak for Elias, but I will say that it, it makes you wonder, okay, what could have been different if the pandemic wouldn't have happened, but you want to be able to have people who are going to stick with you through, through thick and thin, not just in relationship, but roommate wise too, Yeah, who are going to be able to get through this with you. We're all kind of stuck together and have been stuck together for, you know, the last six months now. Sometimes even in your case, Elias, like sharing a literal bedroom yeah. with somebody while you have to sit on your computer at your desk all day um, because everything's online now. Yeah. Um, and just the importance really of, of, of finding good fits for living situations. And when, even if it's a great fit, even if it's your best friend, even if it's your partner, even if it's whoever, um, boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. And I think like kind of going off that, like, I know that right now it's a bit late for people who are kind of, you know, going into new housing situations because most of that's already happened. But for, for like down the road, I think one thing that like I've definitely realized from like quarantine um, is like when my partner and I were living together, um, during COVID, uh, be, when you share that much proximity with somebody, you and, and you don't have that separation of like, oh, I'm going to go down to my friend's place or I'm going to go out to this party or whatever, because none of that stuff's happening anymore. Um, yep. You have new problems that start to arise that like don't happen in normal situations. And that goes with whether or not like, whether you're like, in a relationship or your friends or whatever. Like when I got into my housing situation originally, I got in with uh, like two really, really close friends. And for the entirety of it, it was really good. Like the guy that I'm sharing a room with now, like he's the only person that like I've shared a room with. Um, and like we did last year and we aren't this year. And like we'll probably continue to do this for the foreseeable future because we just so happen to mesh really well. And just like one of those like, uh, like really, you know, serendipitous type of things. Like we're really close friends, but like we also have those personalities that gel well, but that doesn't always happen. Um, like during COVID, like 
my partner and I got into a big fight with my friend who like we were also like sharing an apartment with. And now mind you, this is like someone that like the two, like the three of us have like, you know, like known each other for years, been very close friends for years. Um, like this, like this, like all, like all three of us have lived together without the other at some point um, up until like COVID, but just because of being like together for so long, like we ended up getting to like a, like a screaming match with each other over like dishes and stuff and like cleaning up and yep. like, just like, cause we didn't have that conversation going into the quarantine of like what our expectations were. Like they say that like a, the key to a, like a healthy relationship is communication. I think that goes with the whether or not you're like romantically like involved or you're just like living together. Like you have to be talking these things through. Um, like I've seen so many times, like two people kind of like uh, are living together like as roommates and someone has a problem with the way that someone else is doing something and uh they just don't say anything they just kind of keep it to themselves and then just kind of like move along and then it just builds and builds and builds and that's what happened with us um luckily everything's like like me and my relationship my relationship with like that friend who i was like living with like we're good we're like on good terms we kind of like we talked it out while we were living together and we figured something else out like write out the rest of like our lease but um it's only because we had that conversation. And if we probably pushed it off like to like any longer, we probably wouldn't have like gotten to that, like uh, that conclusion, you know? Yeah, definitely. I think um, the, the open communication is key. And like, I, and I feel like, okay, here we are. We're stating the obvious, but the reality yeah. is that um, we've, I've, I've certainly been in multiple living situations where I could, I could know that I need to set boundaries. I could know that there needs mm -hmm. to be conversations that happen, but it doesn't happen. Um, and so this is just me, <laughs> me and Elias giving you the advice of make sure it happens. Yeah, um, 100%. It can be awkward. It can be super awkward sometimes having these conversations. But what's even more awkward is the living situation completely turning mm -hmm. into a dumpster fire. Oh, so, yeah have the awkward conversation and save yourself <laughs> the pain of um the passive aggressiveness the um the frustration the potentially like i need to get out of this house because this is not going to work broken up friendships broken relationships mm -hmm. um you know there, there's really no need to let it get that far um and yes please learn from my mistakes Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think like <laughs> I'm telling you it ain't worth it. Like just just do it. Um Yeah. And if somebody and if one of your roommates engages you in one of these conversations, I know it can be really hard to listen, but like do your best to be open to that criticism mm -hmm. um and open to having that conversation because I know that that happens to nobody wants to hear like hey, I really need you to take you know, pick up after yourself. Um, yeah. Nobody wants to, but nobody wants to be your mom and nobody wants to be mommed. So, mm -hmm. um, so like do your best to not let it get there. But if, it, if the conversation has to happen, let it happen um, for, to save yourself the pain of that unfolding later on. Like, I think as a general rule of thumb, you're probably doing something that irritates your roommates. <laughs> um, 
so, <laughs> probably yes yeah like don't take it personally like you're right. sharing especially like if you're in college odds are like especially here in ann arbor where rent is stupid expensive um like i'm living on north campus and we can get into like talking about like the different crazy levels of like uh, prices that some of these apartments have like around like the city but here in north campus where like rent is supposed to be like pretty like like on the like lower end and like we're on like the literal border of the city. We're still paying a lot for a very small apartment. So you're sharing a room yes. with the, like, like even if you're not sharing a room, you're still sharing a, like a very small space with like multiple people. It's natural. You're going to have things that are going to gonna bother you about like your roommates and your roommates are going to have things that, that uh, bother them about you. And it's about trying not to take it personally. And just recognizing that like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that like, this was a problem for you. I'll try my best to like do better in this regard. And I think like just accepting that is the most important thing. But I think also realizing that sometimes you're gonna have roommates that are just like terrible, terrible people or terrible roommates or whatever. Like this didn't happen to me, but this happened to my, one of, one of the roommates my, my roommate had like a few years back was just an awful person, like just really just a terrible guy. <laughs> like, I don't know how else to put it. Um, and um, they had a conversation with him and like, hey, look, um, the dude could afford it. And so like, hey, I think we need you to leave or we need to figure something out. <laughs> and so he left. Um, and of course, not everybody's gonna be able to like do that because rent is very expensive. Um, but even having the conversation with like the people you're living with now in, in anticipation for the next lease that you're going to sign, if you don't like the people you're living with and you have an option not to live with them, having that conversation can be super important and saying, I'm like, Hey, I, we are not going to be living together in the future. Or even if you like them, but it doesn't, it just is like, maybe they are your friend, they're your best friend, but you're realizing that living with them is ruining your friendship, sitting down with them and saying like, Hey, I don't think we should be living together you need to have those conversations. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so switching gears here a little bit, I know you just kind of went into North campus, yeah. um, which is where you live. If I know for me, again, moving to Ann Arbor, I didn't know anything about Ann Arbor. I didn't really know anything mm -hmm. about the different neighborhoods. So we're just going to do a quick, quick brief, like different sides of town of Ann Arbor and yes. what they have to offer. Um, since you brought up North Campus, if you want to just take a moment to uh, talk about your experience living on North Campus, that would be great. Yeah, so North Campus is kind of interesting because it's it's part of U of M, but also doesn't really feel like it's part of U of M. It kind of feels like it's its own thing. Like North Campus is really like home to like the engineering students mostly, but then they, there's also like Stamps, which is like the School of Art. Um, there's a lot of design people up there, a lot of like uh, computer science people. So um, I know at least for me, like so my both my roommates are nuclear uh, engineering uh, master's students. So I didn't really care where we lived. And so they were like, well, we want to live close to North Campus so we can just kind of grab a blue bus down. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine with me because um, – we live pretty close to the park and ride, which is like this, the big bus system that kind of connects uh, Ann Arbor. And so we found like a place that was close to a blue bus station and close to a, uh, a park and ride uh, 
point. Uh, and what I found is that living on North Campus is a lot quieter because it doesn't really, like I said, it doesn't really feel like it's part of Ann Arbor, but it also isn't too far away. Um, it kind of feels almost like the suburbs in a sense. <laughs> um, if Ann Arbor has like has that in this this side of uh, uh, the city, um, but it, it's it's a nice quiet place. If you love the city life and you love um, kind of always being in like a happening spot, it probably isn't the right spot for you. But if you are trying to live somewhere on a budget, then um, you can find some pretty inexpensive stuff like up here. Right. And I think that that's partly because it's a little further away, right, from yeah. the main main campus. How, uh, if you were to drive from your apartment to central campus, how long would you say that drive is? So the drive isn't the bad part. It's like parking. Parking. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, um, I want to say, mind you, it, it's a little bit different because of specifically where I live. So I live really close to Getty's right now and I can just mm -hmm. hop on Getty's road and I can be in the city and I want to say like 10 minutes, if that, um, probably less than that, actually. It depends on like traffic. Usually going to the city is a lot faster than coming back, especially in rush hour. But when I was living on Plymouth Road, that took forever just because of all of the streetlights, all the traffic, all the congestion. Um, so... But even with that, it was probably no more than like 12-ish minutes going into the city. But then parking is the big deal. It's like finding, so finding street parking is near impossible most days. Yeah. And you have to usually park in a parking structure or a lot. And parking, paying, all that stuff takes, it takes time. So like you're looking at like a, at a decent commute of like probably like 15 minutes at the end of the day. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. Um, and I know that, that that partly goes into the cost um, or like with North Campus being a little bit cheaper because mm -hmm. it is it isn't, you know, in the center of downtown where you yeah. could just like walk. Um, I mean, you could walk, but it would certainly take you a long time. Um, I uh, lived on the old west side when mm -hmm. I was living in Ann Arbor. And similarly to North Campus, it's not very... Um, like hustle bustle, it's more of a family area actually. Um, both of my neighbors on either side of me were like just families with kids, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? And I kind of loved that. Um, I, I know I had a classmate who said that she lived more um, like pretty much on campus and she had basically frat houses on either side of her house. And she said it was a nightmare because, you know, they, they would just party all night and no matter what she was doing or tr to do, you know, keep her house kind of quiet and able to study or do whatever, there's only so much you can do if both houses on either side of you are absolutely blasting dubstep, yeah. you know? So, or screaming and playing beer pong in their front lawn. Oh, yeah. Um, which, you know, power to you, whatever. But I know for me living on the old west side being a little more separate from that was really good for me um it also created a little bit of a separation from school and like home where i felt like okay this is my like little neighborhood it's there's lots and lots of parks on the old west side um so there was plenty of places for me to just go for walks and you know kind of just be in a good headspace for me personally 
Um, it is a little bit farther away. I would say too, it would only take maybe five minutes for me to drive from my house to right. like say East Quad, but then you, yeah, then you're finding parking, you're paying for, which, you know, yeah, it's a couple bucks here or there, but like, yeah, but if you're driving like almost every day of the week, that all of a sudden you're spending like $50 a month exactly. on parking. Um, so that's something you got to keep in mind. So I would, I also had my bike. I would ride my bike a lot um, from the old West side to central campus. It, I would say it would take like seven, seven to eight, 10 minutes, um, depending on traffic. Um, and that was, that was really nice. Um, walking, it was like a 20 to 30 minute walk um, from my house to like walking in the door of a classroom. Right. Um, and so that's something to keep in mind. Um, I haven't lived on other sides of town. I don't know as much about them, but another popular area is Carytown, which is on the north side of Ann Arbor. Um, that's a pretty well-known spot. It's very, it's pretty close to campus. It's not quite right in on campus but it's very close um there's lots of bars and restaurants there's shops that's where the um ann arbor farmers market takes place yep. which is pretty popping and um there's a lot of also, uh, student housing so most of the people like living yeah. in that area are students yeah so if, like Definitely. if you want that dynamic of like being around like you know areas where like there's a lot of parties and a lot of like um uh, events happening and like that's probably like more up your alley and and while it's more expensive it's definitely a more expensive area to live um you're not paying the crazy amounts of money you're paying to like live like on like uh like the east side in like central like campus like you're so you, you can kind of get the best of both worlds in a little bit yeah and actually um uh, this there's a co-op a few different co-ops over there on in Carytown um, and as you said Elias like there's it's a lot more student housing versus like as I said on the old west side there's more families yeah um, so so it could be a good spot um, also just little shout out to Detroit filling station which is like a vegan restaurant in Carytown that um, there's a lot of good restaurants in Ann Arbor but I just really kind of love that they are like a fully vegan restaurant and they had these like cauliflower hot wing things that right. were that were like pretty delicious um so That's if you're a vegan or vegetarian i would definitely you know head to carry town and try out detroit filling station um and then finally there's also south maine um that's obviously on the south side it's closer to the big house um mm -hmm. you know there's more chain restaurants over there also a lot of um, student housing. It's closer to Meyer and places yeah. like that. Um, but it's a little further away. And then the east side um, is, I mean, east, the east side of Ann Arbor is where central campus is. Yeah. So it's gonna be the most expensive. There's gonna be the most frats and sororities, but you're also gonna be able to pretty much like walk out your front door into be anywhere. class. Yeah. Um, yeah, or like be right there where everything is happening. So, you know, for people who are really looking for that experience, the east side could be good. And if you can afford it, I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, do what's right for you. Each each side of town really has different things to offer. Um, and there's also Ipsy, you know, which is obviously like maybe a 20, 20 ish minute drive away from Ann Arbor. Um, but it's cheaper um, to live over there. And some people are cool with, with living in Ipsy. Um, yeah. One of the things just to kind of keep in mind, 
um, especially when you're looking at like stuff in the east side versus stuff out in like North Campus or like somewhere where it's, it's less expensive. It just make sure you um, keep an eye on like what the, the rate is because some, somewhere on North Campus will usually charge you per unit. So like for the actual apartment itself, you'll be maybe paying like, I don't know, $1,500 or something like that. But um, somewhere like on the east side, they'll often charge you per person and they'll mark it as like $1,500 for um, like a two bedroom apartment. And you at first glance are like, oh, that's the same price as somewhere on like North Campus. But it's about keeping your eye out to see that like, oh no, it's really a like three grand to like four grand apartment. And they're just listing it as this to try to like reel you in. Right, right, definitely. Yeah. I've seen a lot of that too when I first um, was coming to Ann Arbor. Um, which, which I just want to say to um, landlords can be really frustrating. And I have heard a lot of horror stories about landlords in Ann Arbor um, because in a lot of ways they can kind of prey on young uh, students who have never rented before, have never. So not only, you know, are they charging you a ton of money, but they also might not be very responsive because they might assume like, what's this little 19 year old going to do about exactly. it? You know? <laughs> yeah. So just, but just remember that you do have rights. Um, and that if you need to stand up for yourself, you can. Um, there are rules that landlords need to follow and um, standards to living situations. And you, uh, yeah, you have the right to say, hey, I need a, a home that's secure, that isn't um, falling, you know, the, I don't want a roof caving in on my head, you know. Which has happened to my old roommates. Yeah, it's, it's happened to me too with bad yeah. landlords. And then they come and they do a botched job putting it together and it's, it's, it's a perpetual problem. Um, so just, just remember to look out for that. Um, so when you are on that hunt, um, just keep in mind that landlords, there's some really great ones, you know, but there's also some bad ones and, you know, advocate for yourself, ask the hard questions when you're going into those housing situations, talk to people who already live there. You know, if you can mm -hmm. find somebody who lives there and you can say, hey, what's your landlord like? Um, you know, do they respond to your calls? Yeah. Um, things like that. Um, it, can, it can bring you a long way because they, again, they'll reel you in with a price that sounds good. And then after you sign the lease, you're never gonna hear from them again, even exactly. though your toilet doesn't work or, <laughs> you know, so these things that, that happen. So just, just be on the lookout for yourself. Um, you know, if it's too good to be true, you know, really Usually like, yeah, like really, really think about it. Um, because ultimately, if you have a comfortable living situation, you're going to have a better transition. You're going to be able to focus on school more because if you can't even feel comfortable in your own home, it's going to be hard um, when you don't have that foundation. So, yeah. so really just make sure you're looking out for yourself. Yeah. It's at the end of the day, just make sure you have the living situation that's going to be the best for what you need. Definitely. Um, I think that's all the time we have for, for today. Uh, thank you so much for watching or listening. Uh, stay tuned for more content dedicated to UMish students, either new or returning. Um, I feel like with this, we can all kind of learn something that we didn't know about before. Thank you so much and have a great rest of your day. Thank you. We'll see you soon. Bye.